All right, we are live. How's it going, hey. L? How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Ah, uh, you know, it's spring break. <laughs> <laughs> it's spring break, and I've just been chilling all week. I've I've been sleeping a lot, actually. I've noticed. Oh wow! I wish that's, I. That's you catching up on sleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a 12-hour stream on Sunday, and then I've just been sleeping ever since then. Holy so. 12 hours. What'd you play? Uh, Tunic, uh, which we'll talk <laughs> about here in a little bit. I love Tunic. Um, <laughs> okay. You've been playing it now. so we. I yes, can, I have been playing it, yeah. Um, and then I didn't realize that I did this. Uh, I played about seven hours of Star Wars The Old Republic and about four hours of Tunic is, was oh. the split there. And then I was like, oh, shit, I played Star Wars The Old Republic way too long. Um, but anyways, let's get going. Welcome to Respawn, please. The weekly video game podcast where two dum-dums talk all things video games from news to musings and to the games themselves. I'm your host, the solitary gamer, the lover of stories. I forgot my own titles for a second. <laughs> hey, Seuss. And with me is my co-host, the Mercy Main and the Curious Gamer, the stupendous, the wondrous, the late L. <laughs> The late. Makes, hold it on, makes it hold sound on. like you died. I know it makes it sound like I died. But Jesus. I meant to say we're late because of you. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. L is not dead yet. L did I'm not, not die. I'm still yet. here. Yeah, I'm still here. Um, just playing games. He was just oh, late, Lord. the bastard. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh man, now you're modulating. You're like distorting on my side now. Ugh. Oh, I can turn myself down. Okay. I'm just, oh, it's just it's such a delicate balance. I hate. I hate hey. this stuff. All right. Yeah, you're good. All right. Um, so uh, we have a full slate ahead for today. We have uh, Switch has folders, um, new Xbox controller designs, which some of them look awesome. Some of them are very weird. <laughs> we'll talk about the very weird ones here in a little bit. My cat just ran by. Uh, we are going to do a mini review of Mario Kart 8 tracks. I don't know if you've played them yet, but I have some thoughts on them. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to also turn on my switch to look up the names of these things. Cause I don't remember all the track names. <laughs> oh, I can, I can look them up. Okay. And then we have a review roundup for Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby and the forgotten lands and tiny Tina's wonderlands, which all of these games come out tomorrow. All of them, all three of these games, they come Whoa, out tomorrow. Really? So tomorrow is a jam packed day of video games. Cause it's the 25th of March and yeah, everything's coming out tomorrow, man. It's insane. <laughs> Holy March. moly. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of games coming out tomorrow. It's insane. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about, but let's get started with the big news, the news that's taking the world by storm right now. Everybody was celebrating it, and then everybody quickly realized how stupid it was. <laughs> Switch has folders, um, and oh it's a very God. stupid, stupid design. Uh, um, the uh, Switch has folders. Uh, you know, this has been a request for a long time. Um, and for good reason, you know, the 3DS had folders. Um, I utilize the 3DS folders a lot because I'm a crazy person and I made a folder for my Pokemon games and I made a folder gotcha. for my Fire Emblem games. <laughs> those, are the only, those are the only two folders I had because that's all I ever played on my 3DS was Pokemon or Fire Emblem. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Switch finally has them. And, you know, yay. That's cool. I'm glad they have them. But it's really fucking stupid how they have it. It's yeah, really stupid. No. It, it it's wild because like it kind of reminds me of you you remember how like i think a few updates ago they they rolled out a uh, bluetooth capability for headphones but it yeah. was always in the system it was always like, in the just, system yeah they just like turned it on they just flipped the switch and they're like here you, you go. guys can you use bluetooth now yeah i saw <laughs> i remember that that was that was like almost a year ago now wasn't it something like that yeah it, it was something like that and yeah. so it, it was crazy but um but it's so funny that they're implementing this now and then what you were telling me where like when you do the folders, 
you have to go all the way to the end of the, your line of game that you have on there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't even move them. You can't even really organize it that well, you know? Well, so the way it is, um, you have your folders. You have to go all the way to your like games library, you know, after mm-hmm. you see that line of games. You go there. You click on uh, the left uh, button, right? Yeah. Um, you click on the left bumper. I don't know what the actual button's called. The Z, uh, the Z left button or something like that here. I have the yeah. pro controller in front of me. Where is it at? Right here. Uh, no, it's just the left. It's just the left bu- bumper. I have the pro, oh. pro controller. Uh, anyways, um, you click on that and then you create your groups. It takes you to groups. They're not called folders, by the way. They're called groups. Um, and then you can organize them in groups and you can arrange them within that group. But the kicker here is that you can't bring that group that folder to the yeah. front page. Um, so you still have the line of games. And then to access your group, you have to go all the way to that, you know, library, yeah, and then yeah. click the left button, and then you have your groups, which you which is sort of organizing your stuff, but that just seems like too many unnecessary steps. Also kind of <laughs> defeats the purpose of, you know, being able to organize your games. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I I experimented with this. I created a a folder, a group for my Pokemon games, because I have <laughs> I have nothing but Pokemon games on my uh I have Pokemon and then I have uh Mario Kart <laughs> and Mario oh and then God. Mario Plus Rabbits. I have Mario Plus Rabbits. Um, oh, okay. And so I created a, a group of po- my Pokemon games. So uh Sword and Shield, um Diamond Pearl, the uh MOBA Pokemon game, which yeah. his name is escaping me. I can't remember. Did you ever play that by the way? No. No, I never played that one. Yeah. Um so I have my Pokemon group with all of that plus Pokemon Home to trade my Pokemon across Sword and Shield. Um, and then uh, I have my Mario Kart folder. It's just my Mario Kart folder. There's no, there's uh, like, it's just by itself. It's lonely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I can't bring that to the, I can't bring that to the, like, as soon as I turn on my switch that I see it there or anything like that, which is, a, which is a big bummer. Um, maybe that'll get added down the line. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll get enough feedback and people are like, well, we got to add, <laughs> we should be able gotta. to let them put it on their front page. I guess you could call it now. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's so weird how they have it. Because it yeah. just worked for 3DS, you know? It just yeah, worked. Exactly. <laughs> I, I wonder why they didn't just kind of take like that model of like, you know, people enjoyed it this way. So let's keep it like that versus yeah. eh, it's somewhere in there. You got to go dig through and find a folder and put it together. No, we're not going to let you just be able to easily move the folder or even move it at all. And yeah. so it's it's it's, it's so weird. It, hey, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm glad they have it. The groups are cool, I guess. Um, I just, it just doesn't do enough. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it doesn't yeah. do enough right now. Cause like it just, it's, it's more of a burdensome to like go in there. Cause like I'm, I've set up my groups. I'm never going to mm-hmm. go. I'm never going to go back there again to my library. <laughs> I, I have like, cause all the games that I want to play is already on the line anyways. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, there's no point in me going to the groups. Like the yeah. games I don't want to play already show up. Cause it's Pokemon. Granted, I guess I shouldn't be complaining about this anyway, since it's just three games I'm about to list off. But it's it's Pokemon Sword, uh, Pokemon yeah. um, Legends Arceus, and then Mario Kart, because those are the three oh. games that I'm playing right now. Because I'm shiny hunting and Sword. I got to be Legends Arce- Arceus at some point, and then I've been playing mm. the new tracks in Mario. So oh, gotcha. So it's not like it's a burdensome to me, but it's also kind of annoying, just because like I don't know the idea of it's stupid. <laughs> Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I don't even know what made them like roll out this feature of people like were people asking for this or does it say or anything like? Yeah. Um. So it. Y- yes, people have been asking for it. People have okay. been asking for a PlayStation as well. Eventually, hopefully, oh, eventually okay, PlayStation okay. will also have it. But we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I mean, okay. this is a this is something that 
has been asked for 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 organization purposes like gotcha. i'm a crazy person i like organizing my stuff and folders and everything um but i i don't know i don't know how many people were clamoring for it but i know i was clamoring for it and i gotcha. know there was a section of nintendo fans that were also like why isn't this a feature when you've had it on 3ds and stuff i don't know did it have it on the wii and wii u i can't remember i, I never had a wii u so i don't know and then i can't remember crap about the wii so yeah i think it might have man it's been so long i I was gonna ask too like these these updates that that nintendo's been doing like how long has this system been out has it been five years uh, it came out in 2007 2007. or 2017 like jesus christ technology (laughs) they did they shadow dropped it and then you know it's it's been weird you know it's ahead of the curve anyways no 2017 so okay so five years yeah Man, I would have think these updates almost seem like something that should have been almost day one or. But, you know, I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah. You know, but maybe they're just doing this because I know we've talked about it on a previous episode where maybe switch two or I don't know what, you know, the next version is coming out and they're just, I guess, going to be like, this is also going to be in the next one, the next generation or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, we shall see. I mean, Windo- yeah. Windows. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's Why right. Why can't I talk? Windows. God damn. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I can't speak. Uh, no, it's Nintendo. You know, I, I still, I still firmly believe that. Yeah, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a Switch Two or whatever, like around the corner next year, announced next year or something. And maybe this is all leading to that. But at the same time, it's like. Well, it took them five years to implement it in the Switch. Is it going to take yeah. five years to implement in whatever's next? You know? Yeah, no. It's, Nintendo does weird Nintendo things. The weird Nintendo decisions. You know? They so do. Bizarre. Man, yeah. Nintendo moves to their own uh, beat. To yeah. you know, they they do whatever they want. They don't care. You know, they they just like no. We know you're going to come back because of the nostalgia, and we know that you're going to purchase this because it's like. I don't know. Nintendo just has a lock on like the the older generation for the nostalgia and then the new the kids that come up the you know, the young kids playing yeah. Mario and all these other games. So they're like, we don't care. And we're we got all this money. We're going to do what we want. You know? Yeah. But yeah, uh, but I'll still I mean, play those games. Yeah. And the, I mean, Nintendo's makes Nintendo is like doesn't give a crap about this whole idea of console war, war crap, you know? Oh, yeah. They no, like, they're always. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do not. Care. And like the, the thing is, Nintendo systems and games are always going to sell like, you know, because everybody lo- like I shouldn't say everybody loves Mario, but Mario and Zelda has that nostalgia where everybody's yeah. always going to play it. Same with Metroid, yeah, uh, Smash Brothers, thing. Mario Kart. All of that just has like the like you said, nostalgia going all the way back to, you know, early 90s, late 80s with the snes and all that or nes whichever one was 80s <laughs> no definitely 80s? <laughs> yeah i think so but yeah no nintendo's smart about that because like yeah they're 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 all like we're doing our own thing we don't care about the competition we're just gonna do us and yeah you know and people i mean people love them for that you know yeah so. yeah and then don't they don't they continue to like outsell everybody is that a thing i can't no, remember I, no, okay i might have misheard that yeah um well, I know the best-selling console of all time is PS2. Yeah, right. Sony yeah. Sony PS2. systems still outsell and stuff. Like software-wise, I, it's harder to say because, like, okay, I mean, they have Pokemon, which is like, you know, the biggest franchise, <laughs> like, yeah, in the whole freaking world. Like, it's the number one selling thing, bigger than everything else, pretty much. It's insane yeah. how much money Pokemon makes for Game Freak and Nintendo Man. and Pokemon Company and all that. Like all this stuff, it's like crap, yeah. dude. <laughs> Pokemon makes bukus of money. 
it's insane exactly but it, can you can you imagine in 20 years like just put another generation of pokemon come out and you'll be like oh i remember when it was i'll still be, i'll still listen i'm gonna still be playing it you know as long, if they keep pumping it. out those pokemon games they could call it poop poop brown edition and i will still play it i get it no, <laughs> they're gonna run it. out of colors that they'll get the poop brown <laughs> i'll just be like damn guess i'm getting the poop brown edition it? Have you heard of the new poop Pokemon that they're introducing? No. It's a legendary, man. It's the strongest Pokemon in existence. It's insane. It's a special attack. Crazy. Poop sludge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, from from the folders talk or the group talk or whatever the hell you want to call it. New uh-huh. Xbox controller designs got announced. Um, so the int- so they have a spring collection coming out. Uh, the colors are pretty damn. Have you looked at the controllers? They look gorgeous no i'm about to look at them right now they are beautiful uh and they have some of the greatest names and the descriptions of them are amazing so i'm gonna i'm gonna list list off the names and i'm gonna list their descriptions and they are awesome they are awesome so you first up we have the lavender swirl and they describe it as mesmerizing swirly psychedelic goodness (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next up is cotton candy blue sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood treats okay. next up is pink lemonade icy cold and refreshing design to brighten up any gaming session then we have mm. purple uh purple camo camo purple camo, camo. there we go camo <laughs> camo <laughs> purple camo <laughs> pastel purple meets rough and tumble camo And then we have Pastel Dream, soothing fades that turn even the most stressful session into a smooth symphony of gaming prowess. Wow. These are the greatest descriptions of a controller ever. Like, Like, what the hell? If you just took out the names of the controllers and you just read the description, you were like, you're just grabbing a drink, some sort of food (laughs) item, some candy. Yeah, you know it, it's it's crazy. They do look cool though. I, I like I dig the 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 spring collection. It's very it is very spring. Very yeah, colorful, very vibrant, very you know very uh yeah. It's 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 the pastel colors like it's the classic. Yeah. It looks like spring. Like the only thing that I'm, I I don't like about this is that they're mm-hmm. wired. They're not wireless. Oh yeah, they yeah. they they are wired. Um, but they look awesome. Like I I want to get them all just to put on the shelf behind me. You know. And just mm-hmm. have a because like I like I'm a crazy person. I've noticed that I like to collect controllers. I've started collecting all of the PlayStation uh, Five controllers, and since I got my Xbox Series S, I kind of like well maybe I should start collecting all these uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Xbox controllers too. Because uh, like right now I just have my I have my Elite controller that I paid yeah. a, a go- ungodly amount for. <laughs> Man, uh, it's a good it's a it's probably the best controller I've ever used though. Um, but then I have my playstation controllers behind me well some of them uh, i haven't put up my purple and um blue yeah i haven't put my purple and blue up yet but oh, i have okay. all the playstation controllers you can get so maybe i need to start collecting xbox controllers too mm. this makes I me want this, to this makes me want to I, w- I was looking at this um wait no there's so there there's also i saw like an 8-bit do ultimate wired controller for xbox have you seen that no so Is it's it? like it looks like it i'm not gonna lie it looks oh very this thing yeah. Base, I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so that looks kind of cool, even though I don't, I guess I don't see the, it's, I guess it's trying to be kind of retro-ish. Yeah. So I'm going to hold up my, um, I'm going to hold up the pro controller for the switch. It looks exactly like the switch pro controller, like the same shape and everything. Same shape. There's a little bit more buttons there, but yeah, it's like the same shape of it and everything. Wow. Yeah, it does. I I just realized, why does this look familiar? 
Yeah. Um, it made me think <laughs> of um, I was gonna say. So then, is this spring collection? So they're gonna have more, like a summer collection, or probably. I mean, that's what it makes it okay. sound like, right? Um, yeah. I th- I think that would be a fun, cool trend to have, like you know, just rotating designs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Because like, there is a like, there is a market for this. Like, there are collectors like me that I like. I th- seeing these made me go, I want to order these. I want to buy these. I want to collect these. Um, yeah. I don't. I probably would never use them just because of the wired part. Because uh, my Xbox Series S is like on the other side of the room. Basically, I don't oh. have it really. I don't have it really where the wire would yeah make sense you know what i mean so like <laughs> yeah. i have to play with my wireless controllers and stuff so it, and plus it's you know 2022 who the fuck still uses wired controllers <laughs> i guess no definitely. i guess it cuts back on input lag but even input lag is not really a big thing anymore so because that was like mm. that was a thing back in like original og xbox and yeah playstation 2 and stuff where you could get wireless controllers but there was input lag but then that started going away with xbox 360 and ps3 and all that so yeah, it's 2022. Like, who still uses the wired controllers? No, exactly. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very true. I meant to ask. So, for that Xbox Elite controller, is that something that besides your Xbox, do you also can you use it on PC or is it yeah. only? I use oh, okay. it. I, I, it's Bluetooth connected, so you can connect it if your TV or your TV, your um, <laughs> comp- your PC has Bluetooth capabilities in it, which you know most PCs do these days. Yeah, um, you can connect that that way. So yeah, I'm nice. able to connect with it. So I switch back and forth. Um, by and large, most of the games I play on PC, I use mouse and keyboard for because it's like yeah. I play MMOs or I play games like Crusader Kings and stuff like that where I'd rather use a mouse and keyboard. But like if I'm going to play like a shooter or something, I do prefer, prefer playing prefer on a controller. Yeah, which is that weird because me. people say mouse and keyboard is better, but I'm like, well, I like I've always like, you know, growing up as an Xbox kid, I always mm-hmm. loved using the controllers as, a, as my go to uh as my go-to method of playing with um, playing shooters and stuff like that, but I really don't yeah. play shooters that much anymore either. And then yeah. RPGs, it don't really it doesn't matter one way or another, you know. True, true. So no, definitely, yeah. Because I, I was the same way, kind of coming up, and the controller was my first thing. I think to be honest, I didn't actually get a get on PC gaming until late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, just I just you know, I, and it wasn't really until I built my own computer. Yeah, nothing. No, no, no. Uh, I got late until my little brother when he first started playing Overwatch. So it's his mm-hmm. fault that I like Overwatch so much. <laughs> but um, then you know, it took me a while to get used to uh, WASD or whatever because I was like, Wazd, what the heck is yeah. this? Wazd. And then after that, ever since then, I've just been you know, gone and just on straight PC. And then yeah. every now and then, I have a little wired controller that I connect to the PC when I play like. For some reason, I play Dying Light with it, and it's easy to for Dying Light to be Don't played on the controller. Light. Don't <laughs> fucking mention that. What is wrong with you? Why are you mentioning Dying Light, dude? God, I hate that. I game. like the game. I like it. I like it. You know? Yeah. The uh, the game changer with um the Elite controller is the back pedals. Mm-hmm. So there's little yeah. back pedals right here that you can that so has. Can, this you is can assign it. Different yeah, you commands? can assign it. You can okay. assign it commands and stuff. This is how I've been playing Elden Ring when I play Elden Ring. Oh, which okay. I haven't touched in like about two weeks now. But like yeah. I have like the dodge and all of that assigned back here so I can oh, free up. It's so, it's just easier. Yeah, it so, just makes you quicker yeah. to move yeah. and do that. Huh, and okay. trying to play with a normal because uh, I did use my normal Xbox one or Xbox Series X S controller, whatever. Um, trying to use that to play Elden Ring. I was like, yeah. nope, nope, not <laughs> going back to the <laughs> I'm going back to the lead controller. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, so. But yeah, so back to these, <laughs> we got sidetracked there. Back to these Sorry. controllers, though. They look they look gorgeous. Um, yep. 
you know, they make me want to eat them, you know, <laughs> they look tasty. I mean, just the descriptions alone were like amazing to me. I, I just love the descriptions. The, it's like, God, man, the, the, these descriptions are, is, is what probably makes me want them even more. <laughs> yeah, descriptions. No, definitely. The lavender squirrel, mesmerizing, swirly, psychedelic goodness. Like, why They've, would you uh, use that? Why would you use that to describe a wh- controller? Wh- whoever came up with that in marketing, they, they did a, they did a good job. Yeah, you just describing a controller. Yeah, and then there was the OtterBox Easy Grip Controller Shell. It's a shell yeah. for the Xbox Series S, X, and S controllers, which I I don't think yeah. I would ever use this. But I mean, I guess it helps you. I mean, it's supposed to help you grip the controller better. And my cat just jumped on the on the. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move my cat. He wants to be on. He wants to be on stream. Um, but <laughs> um, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, like I guess they're. I mean, I guess it makes sense to grip the controllers better, but yeah. Yeah. And then if you look, they have like two different designs for the grip. They have like very narrow grip and then they have wider grips. On you them. know what the, you know what the grips remind me of? What's up? It reminds me of Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do, don't <laughs> they? <laughs> it reminds me of Frieza so much. I, I looked at it and I was like, is that a Frieza design? Uh, man, that's, that's awesome. Like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that until you just said that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, the, so like they got some cool controller stuff, but yeah, I do like the Power Ace enhanced wired controllers for Xbox Series X and S. Like like I said, those the they look beautiful. They just look yes, they look amazing. So, um, and then yes. on the other side of it, <laughs> the one that made me laugh. I don't know why it made me laugh, but I like it. We have two controllers that are inspired by Sonic the Hedgehog two movie. Oh really? Hold yeah, on, look click that. A, click at that. And they're furry. These are furry controllers. Oh my god! <laughs> blue and red. Blue for Sonic. Red for Knuckles. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, they look amazing. I want them just again for the collector collector's fact uh, reasoning. I just want to collect them. Like I just want to have them behind me. Put them on. Put them on a little <laughs> controller stand because they look awesome. They look ridiculous. I would never in a million years use these controllers. But no, I would love yeah. to. I would love to own them and show them off. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then, they, the, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, yeah. That that's just funny. Yeah, and then along with it, Xbox also has a special edition, a special edition Xbox Series S, which has Sonic and Knuckles on it. With the um, so with um, the Xbox, you know, Series S has a, like a big fan on the side of it that looks like yeah. a speaker. Well, they have a gold ring around it for the, you know the rings of Sonic and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. it looks awesome if you um if you scroll down to it uh, on the page that I have in the doc. I wish I should show I, mean, I should be showing this on the stream, but oh well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Go to, I'm getting all of this from the Xbox uh, um Xbox blog anyways. So but the Xbox Series S special edition Sonic looks actually pretty dang cool too. But yeah, it's Sonic and Knuckles facing off with the ring above their heads. Looks really cool. That's, are you yeah, a, are you a big fan of Sonic? Um, kind of. I mean, I kind of caught Sonic late. Um, I liked Knuckles a lot. Knuckles was cool. And then Shadow was pretty cool when he came Shadows out. Shadows was the edgy one. Yeah, he, he had a gun. He had a gun. He had a gun. You're like, he has a gun. You're like, what? What? But, yeah. um, it's, uh, but yeah, no, I, I caught on late. And then I played like a few Sonic games here and there. Yeah. Um, man, those furry controllers are so funny. <laughs> they look so bizarre. And I, cause like, is Sonic and Knuckles furry? Are they furry? Um, in the movie, I think isn't Sonic furry? I don't in know, the movie, man. The I don't remember. There was 
the movie felt like a fever dream, so I don't remember much yeah. of it. <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. Um, I think I think they are furry in the movies, okay. so it makes sense. Yeah. But I know in the cartoon and in the video games, of course, they they don't look furry. They don't. Yeah, look they look the, smooth. They, they look yeah, they look smooth. Very, like smooth. Yeah, like they're wearing smooth a suit and glossy. Well, <laughs> I describe Sonic. Exactly. Tails is the only one that ever looked like he had depth. Oh, well, yeah. no, Amy. Amy also looked like she had depth too. Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. remember Amy, that's her yeah. name, right? The pink, the pinkish. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, you know, I want these controllers. I don't really particularly care about Sonic. I'm not the biggest Sonic fan, but I do yeah. like these controllers. I do like the controllers. Oh, yeah. I think they look dope. Again, they're furry. I don't think I would ever use them. I wonder how hot they would get, you know? Yeah, and then like, your hands start sweating and it starts absorbing your sweat. <laughs> yeah, like how gross those would be. Like uh, no. You use them and then like a month later, they're all moldy and gross. Uh, don't even think about uh, it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I'm also wondering like how long it would take for the, like all that furry stuff just fall off too. to fall off. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if underneath the furry, if it's like smooth, like an Xbox controller, yeah. you they, just, just like, you just, the, they just glued yeah, the, they just glued it. Yeah. They just glued it on there piece yeah. by piece. Yeah. <laughs> just individual <laughs> hand. It, it wasn't even done by machines. It was done by people, you know, exactly. Anyways, just, this is, this joke is stupid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> all right. So that's the Xbox controller designs though. I really, I, I thought like all the controller designs, except for the grip one, the grip one kind of throws me through yeah. a loop, but I thought all the designs were, were solid, you know, yeah, makes yeah, me want they pretty cool. Yeah. They made me want to get them. I think, I don't believe the Sonic ones you can get. I believe that's only... I think that's just the sweepstakes, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the sweepstakes. Yeah. Uh, I did yeah. do that. I did enter the sweepstakes. I doubt I'll win, but if I win... Oh, you, you come on the episode, you just go, boom! <laughs> boom look what I got! <laughs> I got these fucking controllers! <laughs> pew, 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 pew! Also, I got an Xbox. If, uh, if I do win this, you know what I'm going to do with the Xbox? What's that? going to give it away. Gonna give it away. Oh, that'd be well, that'd yeah. be cool. Um, but so I want it from a giveaway, and then I give away. The, give it away again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want the controllers. I don't care about the Xbox itself. I got it. <laughs> All right. So next up is we're gonna get into the reviews, uh, the review roundup, and then we're gonna get into our discussion question. We have a very deep philosophical question to get to. But first, um, Mario. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with Tunic. Actually, I want to I want to hear okay. your thoughts on Tunic. Everybody knows my Man. thoughts on Tunic. I love Ooh. Tunic. It's the best game ever made. One hundred percent. I don't care what anybody says. Uh. Tunic. Um, I'll tell you. I'm still playing through Tunic, but mm-hmm. so far, what it's it's so interesting because there's parts of me like when you play Tunic. For those of uh, who who haven't played it or are playing it or who just don't know, um, Tunic is this. What would you call it? Like a 3D? Not is it 3D? Would you? I it's it's, it's a, like a pseudo 3D. It's like pseudo a 3D, 3D world, but yeah, presented as 2D. Exactly. Think so. of Zelda. It's basically like a Zelda, like you were saying earlier, meets um, Dark Souls, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like trying to. I, I want to say you're trying to. I'm still in the part where I'm still trying to hit the. Uh, what are they called? The bells. Yeah, the bells. Oh yeah, you get you get the bell towers. Yeah, the bell yeah. towers. I got one, and now I'm working on. Oh, so one. you do you killed the captain guard or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's man, it's so much fun. There's no talking. People make noises. Enemies make noises. They go. Rrr. Yeah, they yes. do. All, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. But you're trying to like. I think I figured out a, a point in the plot because I miss over stuff sometimes, and I went to this golden door, and you kind of see this little scene happen with the there's a spirit fox that's what i'll say the fox god yeah the fox goddess or god 
Yo, there was one thing. Look, hold on real quick. I want to say this as I'm talking about this. There's one thing I got scared and I ran away from it. Um, do you know the windmill house? You know, where you yeah. can buy yeah. items. Yeah. When you first walk in the there. Fucking thing that that scared, thing the fucking thing. The skeleton the, scared the fuck out of me. I said, I walked in. I was like, this is a boss. I'm leaving. And I just left. And I didn't know that that wasn't a boss. It's basically like you buy items there. Yeah, you buy items. I got scared and I was like, well, if it's a boss, let me figure it out. If it's a boss and sure enough, it came out. And then all of a sudden items came out. I was like, oh, this person's a shop uh, fox. Yeah, this and demon thing for the dark, demon, depths of darkness. It just comes out hell. and it's like, do you want to buy something? Yeah. See, this is my theory on that is that you're selling your bits of your soul. Like the, oh. the coins you're collecting. I don't think this is true at all. <laughs> this is how I interpret it. Because I think like, that because I, too, when I first saw that was like, what the fuck is this? It scared the hell out of me. I was like, am me. I about to fucking fight the end boss here? Was I not supposed to yeah. go in this room? And then it's like, yeah, here's some items. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and so stock up on those items. Let me tell you. Yes. No, I've learned my lesson many of times because I've died so many times. But the game is so much fun. And so you're trying to. At the beginning, you're trying to ring these bells and explore this uh, this environment. And so it's really cool. And just like even some of the man, some of the times when you're walking across these long platforms and the camera tends to move like very cinematically, it's so beautiful. And yeah. so um, I really like this game so far. It's my favorite game of the year. Yeah, uh, the and like the soundtrack is so yes, good. So, the soundtrack so, is so good. It fits so the good. game. It's one of those things that fits the game so well. Yeah. Like, I mean, most soundtracks fit the games. Occasionally you get weird <laughs> music yeah. for things. But like, I don't know, like Tunic, Tunic was like the music for Tunic is so gosh darn good. It's so it Man. brings you into the game. It's more, yeah. I hate to say immersive, but it, it it's more immersive to me. Yeah. Like the music and and then like the music is very smartly used because that'll there will be dips where you just hear the environmental sounds. Yes. And it's yes. like, whew. The music stopped. That means something's going to happen, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And the the catch with Tunic, man, it's all done by one person. Really? Yep. It was created Holy by one person. Holy. Wow. That's the game crazy. Was, this game was announced back in 2017. Wow. Um, and just now came out, um, you know. They did a great ago. job. Yeah. It's, it's been in work for a while. It got announced at an Xbox, like at the Xbox conference, E3 conference, I want to say back in 2017 and went dark for like a number of years until last year last year it got a uh, pc demo early in the year okay and yeah. then um went dark again and then shadow dropped wow. <laughs> it's like the game got fully shadow dropped it was like holy crap i'm like man i yeah i've fallen in love with this game this is um you know i mentioned ollie ollie world was my favorite game yeah. so far this year this is easily has trumped ollie ollie world it's like there's yeah. tunic like up you know all the way mm -hmm. to the top of the tippity top so like think of a mountain tunics all the way at the top of the mountain yeah and then about Great game and about uh one third of the way up the mountain is ali ali world and then everything else <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's a huge gap in how much i've yeah. been enjoying tunic um yeah Great game for, and I recommend like people to play it, man. It's so much fun, and it's yeah. like interest. The world is just interesting, and like I said, even the little like language that they created <laughs> for the game, like you're just yeah. like I don't know what this says, but then you're kind of figuring it out and piecing it together. Yeah, what have you noticed stuff that means some, in the world? Have you noticed that some of the stuff starts filling itself out? Yes, I have. Yeah. I was like, you getting on. bits? Yeah, as you go along, you get bits and pieces, um, okay. or at least it feels like I'm getting bits and pieces, or maybe I'm just like not noticing the words revealing the thing you know what i mean like it feels like things are unlocking as i go along and it feels like very rewarding and again the in-game manual 
Yeah. My God. So cool. It's the, like, again, I would pay bukus of money just to have that in like physical manual. Cause it's yeah. so, it's so pretty to look at. It looks really cool. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you have to like find the pages in the world to it. In the world to <laughs> so it. So it's yeah, like, yeah. so like, uh, right now I, I don't know how many pages I got, but it's really funny. Cause I go from like page 29 to like page 50. Yeah. <laughs> just like Whoa, what the hell what are the uh, other pages yeah so i'm trying to find them but it, it's nice and it's really cool to explore and oh, yeah. so such, such a good game oh yeah all right so now moving on to three games that are coming out tomorrow we're going to start off with ghostwire tokyo reviews currently it sits at a 75 on metacritic um ign's cam Shay gave it a seven out of ten, saying with saying with superb visual design and an incredibly well realized rendition of Tokyo Ghostwire gets a lot right, but just doesn't quite have the gameplay chops to push it over the top. And then over on GameSpot, Richard Reckling, uh, Reckling gave it an eight out of ten, saying Ghostwire Tokyo's unique supernatural combat in eerie, beautiful open world paper over the cracks of its subpar story and inconsistent side missions. Um, so I wanted those to you, L. Does this does do these reviews surprise you just based on what you've seen of Ghostwire Tokyo? No, it sounds about right. Um, yeah. That's what I kind of assume how I was feeling because there's certain games that you kind of you know I mean we all kind of especially in the in the game not just game world but a bunch of different industries we kind of sometimes look at like a I mean for example give give like movie trailers for example sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of see the trailer moving you're like. Uh, it looks like it's going to be okay. Um, or you see something, you're like, wow, this looks like it might be good. Um, Ghostwire kind of, for me, sat in that seven to eight area. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, even from the gameplay, gameplay did look cool, but I'm like something about it. I don't know if it's going to be an amazing game, um, but I think it'll be a, a good game. Like people will play it, you know? Yeah. Like I, I feel the same way. Like I was excited for Ghostwire Tokyo. I thought it looked cool. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to buy it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to probably, I'm going to like, I confess this, my expectations for this landed where I was expect my expectations landed where I thought they were would, mm-hmm. um, you know, I w- I was la- leaning on the seven range myself and I had debated about if I was going to buy it or not. Um, yeah. I will buy it probably when it's on discount. Like it's in that yeah. range for like, you know, whenever it goes on sale on PlayStation on PS5 or if it goes on sale on Steam or something like that, you know, catch it during yeah. one of those sales. Um, but yeah, like it's it like the thing that got me the most was uh, this this um, the the story. Like a lot of the reviews have mentioned that the story is not great. The, mm. the story is not great. And um, one particular review um, was actually kind of funny's review. They mentioned that the um, that there isn't really. And I, I mentioned this, too, that I thought this was going to happen, that there isn't really too much horror to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's more it, it. The horror comes in that it's Tokyo is basically you're basically wandering around Tokyo by yourself. And that yeah. is where the eeriness comes from, is that Tokyo is uh, empty. Empty, yeah. And you occasionally find these monsters and stuff, but like, there's no like actual like horror jumps out at you or anything like that or stuff like yeah. that, which I su- suspected was going to be the case. Um, but I, I'm willing to give it a try, but probably not at full price. I get is, that, which is horrible to say. I shouldn't confess that, but <laughs> it it kind of in a way. I don't know if this will make any sense. It kind of gave me like um, 
it, it reminds me a little bit, not that they're the same game, but it gave me the same feeling that I got when I saw like trailers of um, what's that surveillance game um, where you can hack stuff uh, and the cameras and hack people's phones. Or oh, are you talking about uh, Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs. It gave me the same kind of vibe where Watch Dogs, see, I've, I've played a little bit of the first one, but like mm-hmm. it, I don't know what it was about that world, but it gave me the same vibes, the Ghostwire, even though I know they're not nowhere near the same yeah. type of game. It just gave me that same type of like, mm, it's okay. Yeah. You know, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, it, it's, yeah, it's the same for me. Like I'm, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, I wanted, I wanted this game to be excellent. I wanted to, yeah. to wanted it to succeed. Cause I mean, you want always like, I of would course. love all games. If they could all be amazing, that would be awesome. But you know, it, it's still, you know, 75 is not a bad score to get land on, yeah, you know, no. and obviously mileage is going to vary. You know, some people are going to probably fall completely in love with it. Um, I have a feeling that's going to be the case for a lot of people. They're going to play it and go, man, this game is amazing. I love this game. I'm sure some people are going to go, man, this game is terrifying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to wait for my experience to go down in price. To get a do- Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Next up is Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. I finally got the name right because I have it written. <laughs> it is sitting at a Metacritic of 85. GameSpot Stephen, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Petit? Petit, that's what it looks like. Petit. Stephen Petit gave it a 9 out of 10 saying Kirby in the Forgotten Land is the biggest and most in- inventive entry in the long-running franchise. And then over on IGN, Tom Marks gave it an 8 out of 10 saying Kirby in the Forgotten Land successfully wraps the series' already fun mix of ability-based combat, platforming, and secret hunting into the third dimension. The post-apocalyptic setting may not be as thematically interesting as Planet Popstar, but it is still lovely and vibrant with cleverly designed levels that make consistently smart use of Kirby's abilities. Mm-hmm. L, are you interested in Kirby at all? I actually am yeah. because we don't get a lot of Kirby. Like yeah. Kirby is not like a household name. <laughs> Kirby's like, he's just in like smash bros. He's had his own games on like game boy advance and you know, GameCube And yeah. um, I'm trying to think of all the he other games that he's had Kirby Woolly world or something. No, maybe that was Yoshi. Was it Kirby? <laughs> I can't remember, <laughs> but we, but it was it. I don't know why, but it just feels good to see Kirby come back. Yeah. Almost, I was about to say to the big screen, but <laughs> come back to the uh, to gaming. That was Yoshi. So, that was Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. And I, did yeah. you see? Was it the uh, they made a Kirby? Uh, is it a Switch stand or a controller? Oh no, I didn't uh, see that. Is it, it cool? But it's it. It looks funny. It's is it in mouthful they, mode? It's in mouthful mode, like the car. <laughs> And so, so it's, it's like so it's just a skin of Kirby. Okay. Yeah, it's just a skin of Kirby <laughs> over awesome. the whole thing. And so that's awesome. It makes me interested because like sometimes you kind of you know want to play a game like this where you're like you know you have your Mario's and things like that where you're like well you know hey you're just going through it and not really having to um, think as much not to discredit it like that yeah. not to I don't want it to sound bad but just you know it's like something that you can just get into and have fun with and not take too serious you know yeah. And, and but uh but yeah i'm not surprised by the score um i i would have said i would have thought the metacritic score would have been closer to 90 if not 90 itself yeah and so other yeah. than that yeah. i mean that's still good 85 yeah um yeah still good. i like i've never i'm gonna be honest i don't think i've ever played a kirby game i don't think mm. i've ever played a kirby game uh i'm going to get kirby the forgotten lands um when nice. i get paid at the end of the month <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah i plan on get, i plan on getting kirby of the forgotten lands just because like 
every like all the reviews are hitting the right notes for me. I'm interested in diving into this. This will be my first Kirby game. Um, I oh, mean, nice. I'm familiar with Kirby because of Smash Bros. Like Kirby. Yeah, of course. I know yeah. Kirby from Smash and that's it. <laughs> like, that's how I know <laughs> Kirby. That's how I know Meta Knight. Uh, yeah. Which Meta Knight's a Kirby character, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So it's like I only know Kirby and Kirby characters from Smash. I've never actually I, played any of those games. I remember watching uh, Kirby had a TV show on like Saturday morning cartoons. Oh on my Fox. god, really? And yeah, that's <laughs> how I found like? out about what, was that it, like? it was. It, it was good. It, I actually liked the show. Is you know, it was a uh, kid show. Yeah. And so I remember watching it, and that's how I found out about Meta Knight. I was like, "Who's this night looking Kirby?" You know, is Meta Knight so cool. a good guy? Yes. Or is he a villain? I think. Wait. Is he a villain? I don't, oh my God. I don't know. You tell me. I've never, I've, I've never seen the cartoon. I've never played the games. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's a good guy. I think he was evil, but then he turned good. I no. think he's one of uh, the, he pulled like the, he he pulled the Dragon Ball Z thing where yeah, yeah. Kirby beat him up and then he becomes a good guy. That's what, that's what happened yeah. in Dragon Ball, right? Goku beats people yeah. up. And then, except Frieza. Frieza Go- never went good. Or Cell. No, Frieza, Goku was supposed to be evil, but then something happened and he ended... Oh, so whoever found him, you yeah. know, were, they his, were good his, people. His, 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 his father, his Gohan. Papa Gohan. Papa Gohan. <laughs> whatever, whatever he called Gohan. It was the first Gohan, not his son yeah, Gohan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, but yeah. And then he killed Gohan in accident. Right? Oops. Is that what happened? In, anyways, I don't, I don't remember that, but <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think he turned into the giant, you know, his giant ape oh, form. Oh, the, the ape, yeah. The yeah ape and then form. smashed. Oh, uh, yeah, Gohan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashed yeah. Uh, Papa Gohan. Papa Gohan. Yeah. I don't know why I keep calling him Papa Gohan. I don't Papa know Gohan. I don't know. But no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about trying Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. Um, I'm it, like, yeah, it sounds sounds awesome. Uh, I, I played, like I said, I played the demo. Um, I may I probably said that last episode, uh, mm-hmm. but I played the demo. Really enjoyed the demo. Um, I will say the mouthful mold kind of terrified me at first because it's just like <laughs> it was just like a skin. It looked like someone just wrapped skin around the car with eyes. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It's weird. That's hilarious. But it's uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, from what I understand, it's very linear. It's not like there's not too many deviating paths. So um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in giving it a go and trying it out and seeing all of the other wonderful things you can do in it. Nice. Um, so moving on to the final review of the roundup, which is the final game, final big game. I don't, there's probably other games coming out tomorrow too, probably. but tiny Tina's wonderlands right now. It is sitting at a Metacritic for PC at an 80 okay. um, game informers, game informer, game informers, Andrew Rayner, Gave it a nine out of nine point five out of ten. I misspelled like this opening sentence is really badly written on my part. Game Informers gave it. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed. I missed. Like, I was drunk or something. Not drunk. Oh I, my god! I don't drink anymore. Anyways, uh, Andrew Rayner gave it a nine point five out of ten, saying Wonderlands is an is upbeat and fun from the start to finish, offering a rewarding adventure filled with goofy characters, imaginative bosses, and a great sense of ownership over your character through it all. Even with one of Borderlands' most loved characters leading the charge, this experience feels like the start of something new, a rare spin spin out from an existing series that deserves just as much of the spotlight. Now, we're going into a more negative review that kind of goes against the review from Game Informer. So now we have GameSpot's Darren Darren Bonthus 
gave it a 7 out of 10, saying, As a spin-off, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands doesn't reinvent the Borderlands wheel with its shift towards fantasy that bears a chaotic neutral alignment. Instead, it explores familiar territory that repeats the best and worst of the Borderlands formula, and it doesn't venture oh. out of its comfort zone. That makes for a game that is packed with solid first-person shooter action and competent multi-class system for creating an interesting fate maker. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands retrends the same mechanical narrative ground ground as Borderlands 3, ultimately creating a chapter in the franchise that's fun but forgettable. Oh, So we have two very differing, different. differing opinions here. And so I want to start off with, what is your history with Borderlands? Do you like Borderlands at all? Borderlands was okay. I never really got into it. I didn't have any issues with it. Um, but I just, uh, I, I think I just never gave it time uh, yeah. to actually put in. But I did play like, I think it was Borderlands. Yeah, the first Borderlands. And I remember um, it seemed fun from like what I was playing. Um, I remember, but I knew a lot of people really liked it. And then, you know, it had this unique art style um, that kind of, you know, kind of people knew about it. And then you had your memorable characters like Claptrap and mm. all these people. Um, but it just, uh, I haven't really played through an entire game. It just didn't pull me as much. Yeah, I've I've played all of them. Um I oh, just like the reviewers. No. Yeah, I played all of them. <laughs> no. uh, I've played all of them. I well, I've played one, two, and I've completed one and two, and then I've played like half of three and then was got bored of it. Um oh, okay. also I've played most of um the pre sequel, which is a weird title in itself, but and then I love my favorite Borderlands game is oddly enough not created by gearbox itself is it but it's tales uh, from the borderlands yeah tales from or, the borderlands uh, I, I love yeah. tales of the, from the borderlands it's it has all the charm and humor of borderlands without all the nonsense repetitive grindiness and that's yeah, the yeah. that's the big thing for me is that borderlands always felt grindy I, it I'm, does feel grindy yeah. it, like it got it's one of those things <laughs> this is gonna sound horrible i don't i i mean this well there's no way to spit this borderlands is a game that if I want to fall asleep, I just I can play Borderlands <laughs> and I'll get tired within like the first 30 minutes because like it's just the same stuff yeah. over and over again. There's yeah. no way to spin that in a positive light, even though I was going to try to because I do like Borderlands. Like I, I do like it, Borderlands, you know, uh, the humor, you know, kind of outdated, kind of needs to, uh, you know, adapt with the times, I guess. I guess it doesn't necessarily need to, but it is. Yeah. There is dated humor to it that is like, yep, that is definitely 2000 or, you know, early 2000 aughts uh, humor. But um, I do like, I think like Borderlands 2 is probably the best one out of the series. And, um, oh, yeah. but I'm interested in Tiny Tina. I liked, I, I know there's a lot of people that have issues with Tiny Tina. There's a lot of people out there that say Tiny Tina is annoying and all of this other oh, stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, to some extent, yeah, I guess she is. But I always enjoyed her um, as a character. You know, she's a, she's just a young, naive kid who yeah. happens to be kind of batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm interested in trying Tiny trying Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, the uh, you know this D and D fantasy spin to it kind of makes it interesting. Um, there was a DLC for Borderlands three, maybe. Borderlands two or three. So, one of yeah. them, one of them was uh, Tiny Tina playing like D and D stuff, and that was the whole theme of the DLC. They just brought it to a bigger sort of thing, and um, which which is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm gonna play it eventually. You know, I'm, okay. I, I I don't feel the urge to immediately play it, um, but 
I will eventually because I do like I do like Borderlands, even though I just yeah. gave something, <laughs> even though I just said something that's fairly negative. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think Borderlands is fun, especially when you can get a group of friends together and play it with a group of friends. I think it's just a it's one of those things where you turn your brains off and just go yeah, have just fun, go. shoot shoot things. You know, exactly. You don't have to be too serious. Um, Borderlands has always been rewarding with um, your progression with your character. You're always getting the next best gun. You know, yeah. you always get you always get something new to add to your arsenal or to en- enhance your arsenal. And uh, yeah. sounds like Tiny Tina is going to do that too. Um, exactly. I am interested in and like the t- total opposites of these two reviews from Game Informer and oh yeah and GameSpots like because they kind of they're contradicting each other almost exactly. Where they're, Game Informer is like praising it, saying it's uh, it's like taking this taking it in the right direction whereas IGN's like or not IGN but game GameSpot is like well it's still doing the same shit <laughs> yeah i kind of feel like maybe it's somewhere more in the middle in yeah. between them cuz it's like i feel like the game and former former review kind of feels like they love the borderlands franchise the yeah. way that they talk about it and then the GameSpot review sounds like i hate it it doesn't <laughs> yeah. they're like you know i don't like the series why did i have to review this yeah. And I think maybe it's somewhere more in the middle where if you, you love the Borderlands franchise, you're going to love this. Um, and if you're not a fan of this, you m- might think it's an okay game. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting right now, too. Let me make sure maybe something has changed. But it's really interesting that only the PC right now, PC version, has a Metacritic yeah. score. Uh, there's no Metacritic score for uh, the PS5. Yeah, there's nothing for PS5. Uh, Xbox Series X doesn't, doesn't even have reviews up yet. Only the PC version has uh, reviews up, so that's interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, eighty. It's that eighty still good. Eighty is a good score. Yeah. You know, I, it's it's about where I was. Exp- I w- I would honestly, I think, I have a feeling like uh, the Xbox Series X version, PlayStation Five version. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm willing to bet it's gonna probably be like mid seventies, maybe low seventies. I'd be yeah. surprised if it is an eighty. Because Xbox yeah. people are Xbox and console people are tend to be a little bit harsher. I've noticed. Exactly. No, um, definitely. I wanted but, to uh, actually pivot to something real quick because I, mm-hmm. I saw this and I thought of you because I think you're the first one that got me into this pivoting from Borderlands. Actually, um, I don't know. I, I don't know why I forgot, but I'm glad it popped in my head during the podcast. So, did you see that the Wolf Among Us Two is coming out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> And so yeah. I just wanted to mention that real quick. It's not coming out until 2023, but I yeah. remember playing that and I remember being like, wow, I like this game anyway. Yeah, that's a random thing to answer here. <laughs> Sorry, it, it, it popped into my head and I had yeah. to get it out because yeah, no like, before we get to our philosophical questions. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, so yeah, uh, on the Wonderland side of things though, yeah, it's it's landing where I expect it to. You know, I, I expected a lower score, so it's a little bit higher, but that again, that's only on PC and that'll probably stay there because it's out of 59 uh, critic reviews on the pc side and then again xbox series x and ps5 doesn't have anything does ps4 have anything nope nothing for ps4 nothing for xbox one because it's also coming out on all systems too which is pretty yeah. cool um so anybody yeah. and everywhere can play it and they have crossplay, so you can you know if i play on pc and you play on xbox or reverse that oh then, nice then we can play together um nice. unless i just made that up but i'm pretty yeah. sure they does <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I misinformed anybody, I apologize. So with that said, I have a big question that I want to pose not only to you, but to the audience. I would love to hear from anyone out there that listening or will listen to this eventually. Um, and, and, and the reviews got me thinking about this. And this is a question that I've always kind of asked myself when I've read reviews or when I've seen 
discourse around a game is how do you define a good or bad game? Very true. So hold on. Sorry, hold on one second. I have to open this door real quick to let my dog out because my okay. dog is correct. Right. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Right. You can so fill, I, fill the I will fill the void. So it's a question that's I've been wondering for quite a while. It's a question that's been on my brain for a while. It's something I talk to myself about. I probably shouldn't have confessed that I talk to myself. Yeah, that's probably a bad thing to confess. I swear I'm not crazy. <laughs> I came in on a weird part. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I can, I confess that I talk to myself sometimes, uh, oh, you know, in the shower, you know, shower thoughts. Um, <laughs> but no, like for me, like good or bad game is like a really interesting topic for me, at least, at least how I'm approaching this, uh, because I don't necessarily think games. Well, I'm going to regret saying this. I don't necessarily think games are bad. Like, Okay. Is a game so I guess what I want to say is is a game objectively bad? Is there an objectively bad game? Like when you look Ooh, at it and you go, okay. everything about this game is just bad. I yeah, I oh that's an interesting question. It's like yeah. it is at, at its core, it's art, you know. Yeah, video exactly. game is it's, art. It's a piece of art, yeah. It's and the same way. It's yeah, one it's of those just... things that like someone somewhere is going to like it. So does how does that still make like to that person the game is going to be good? Or exactly. You know, playable yeah so it's like for me so a game that you know reviews for it are relatively bad it's a game mm-hmm. called um it's called arcania it's called gothic four something hold up let me look at the actual name arcania goth yeah it's arcania gothic four um it has a 64 metacritic um it's it has like aver- it's 64 metacritic on xbox 360 on PC, it has a 63. User score is at 4.0. Um, this is a game that, you know, a lot of people say is a bad game. Mm. And playing it, for me, I can see why people think it's a bad game. It's buggy yeah. as all hell. The story is kind of bullshit. The combat sucks. But there's something about it that made me want to keep playing it. And I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but I kept wanting to play it, and I played it all the way to the end. And mm. for me... I can see why people say it's a bad game, but I also don't think it's a bad game. It's just a game that requires a certain taste because it is a more. So the Gothic franchise is a series of games that has been coming out since like late nineties, early two thousands almost. And yeah, it is a very complicated like RPG Gothic four, not so much because they, they tried to streamline it to make it more modern and more sensible to those who have played like Skyrim or anything like that. Yeah. And so it does deviate from sort of the the gothic formula that it had established. But I don't know, it's just a game that something about it just spoke to me and it made me want to keep playing. And then on the flip side to that, games that people absolutely love, like God of War 2018, I cannot <laughs> get into. Like yeah. I recognize it's an amazing game, like it has amazing discord discord discourse around it, but it's something about it prevents me from getting into it. Like I reach a certain point where I'm just like, I don't really, I, I don't have the drive to keep playing. And that's sort of like that with Elden Ring too. Like the most recent game, like I recognize why Elden Ring is a good game, yeah, but it's not clicking with me. So does that mean I think it's a bad game? Not necessarily. Cause I still recognize that it's still really good. So like what is a good or bad game? L, please help me. <laughs> oh, I think that that depends. I think so. I think it's good. Of course, games are, it's subjective to everyone as to what's good or bad. You know, yeah. if we all have our own experience. And then, too, at the same time, 
it's all about i think to like at the age that a certain game hits you or like gets to you you know like for example like i love grand theft auto 3 like i love that game Mm -hmm. because it hit me at the right time like when the playstation first came out and i was like holy hell there's games where you can kill people and like you go on missions and you know it just was fitting for the time and for some reason that it stuck with me the same way that vice city stuck with me because i loved 80s music and i loved the whole aesthetic of the 80s um you love the florida feel Miami, the Florida feel Miami it, yeah. Vice feel to the it. Miami, yeah. yeah, Miami Vice feel to it. And I just loved the characters. It's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day about those games that I really love the most besides the gameplay, you know, and the graphics. Sure, they might not be 4K or whatever, hmm. but it was the small details. I don't um So, for example, like in Grand Theft Auto 3 and in Vice City, there's always like a um like in, I think in three, it was Chatterbox. You had Chatterbox. It was a radio station and these people were doing like kind of bits or skits. Mm-hmm. And that for me made the game so much more enjoyable as well. Just like these characters like, wow, who thought to, there's this guy named Laszlo who's funny <laughs> and he's like hilarious. And he, you, they do like little Easter eggs where he's in another station in Vice City. And then yeah, he's, a, he's also in, yeah, he's in all of them, isn't he? He's in all of them. Yeah. yeah. He, but he's always like, there's like a small backstory where he got kicked off this station and he went to this station yeah. and it's small little things like that. I'm like, this is so funny. And even though like it's all looped, I never got tired of hearing the skits for some yeah. reason. And I was just like, this is like hilarious. I love this stuff. And so, yeah. um, and yeah, so I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I went on a tangent, but, <laughs> <laughs> no. but I just, um, for me, that game hit me at the right time is what I'm saying. Another game that I think a lot of people didn't like. I don't know if you remember this game. It was a four player game. Um, I think maybe it's because I liked it so much because I played with my little brother and other friends. It was called Hunter the Reckoning. If you remember this game. I have no idea what the hell this is. <laughs> I got to look this up. What the hell is this? Yeah. Hunter the Reckoning. So it's a Hunter. four player game came out in 2002. Um, it's they call it a hack and slash video game where it's like the apocalypse is happening and you play as these characters and they all have different special moves and powers. And like, there's a preacher who's got like a sword that's a cross and a a crossbow. I just want to say it's backwards compatible on Xbox. And it's, it's, uh, you can buy it for $15. I'm going to buy it just to play it. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, it's, it's just like a hack and slash, you know, you just, there's a story to it, but you're just like doing all these cool little special powers in the same way that another game that I remember, Gauntlet Legends, if you remember that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of that same type of feeling. Wait. And so Gauntlet Legends. Yeah. You remember that? I think so. Yeah. Gauntlet Legends. It's, oh my God. Yeah. It's like wizards and like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I know what it is. Yeah. 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 I play so, it. But for some reason, I know the Hunter Oof. Reckoning, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Its scores are all over the place. AGN gave it an 8.4, and then GameSpot gave it a 4.3, and then it has a Metacritic score of 59. Okay, anyways. Yeah, no, exactly. But for some reason, that game, like, I liked the design, and it it was cool. For some reason, I thought the preacher was cool. I'm like, wow, this guy is a preacher, but he has a cross sword and yeah. a crossbow. Like, I don't know why I thought it was cool, but it just stuck with me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like, it's it's one of those things, like, I don't... It, it's hard to really say what i think a good game is and what a bad game is just because like it 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 does just come down to a matter of taste like yeah so like a game because you added this question into it and we'll we'll bring it up now is what's a good game for you was that was a question you asked me 
before we got before we got started on the podcast. Um, and, you know, I, I've been having that in the back of my mind, a game that I would go to say is a good game for me, a, ga- a game that I think universally, I think a lot of people say it's a good game and that's Portal 2. I think Portal yeah. 2 is oh, yeah. Portal 2 one is my favorite game of all time like it's on yeah. it's my number one favorite game of all time like hard stop i can say that because like yeah. i think it's it comes down to the gameplay is incredible like it's it's very simple gameplay you know you're solving puzzles but those puzzles get complicated more complicated as you go and they exactly. add more elements to keep you engaged because you know you start off with just the portal you know you got the yeah. you got the orange you got the blue portal and then as you go you get like the different kind of gels you know you got the bouncy gel like- the speed gel all of that that changes the dynamic and the way you solve these puzzles and mm-hmm. the campaign the single player campaign is amazing. You have memorable characters like GLaDOS and you have yeah. Wheatley. Uh, yeah. Wheatley f- go, they like Wheatley's turn. Uh, yeah. you, you know, he goes <laughs> yeah, from being this goofball on your side good guy and then he goes crazy with power yeah, and becomes the crazy. villain and then GLaDOS becomes a potato and you carry yeah. GLaDOS as, you can carry <laughs> GLaDOS around as a potato for like the other half of the game. And so it's like, it just, it switches things up it breaks expectations um has yeah. a bunch of amazing lore we have yeah because you have um i want to make sure i get this right uh you have jk simmons uh yeah. doing the voice acting over the like creator of all of that stuff you know yeah. i can't remember his character's name off the top of my head right now but oh, yeah. uh cave johnson was his was cave johnson what a name who's like the owner of all of that stuff and like you hear him talking throughout like you as you navigate In through the levels pieces, and stuff yeah and it's incredible you're getting like this world building stuff and it's funny as all hell and because it's not just cave johnson that's funny it's glados being funny it's wheatley being fun- funny and, and then like mix that with the gameplay it's like it's just an incredible experience that I think yeah. is probably one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. It's a game that yeah. I can still play. It's a game that has aged really well because like it doesn't because the, the it doesn't get old like it's yeah. the puzzles don't get old. Like even though I've played it like a million times, I still find myself getting stumped sometimes like, huh, how did yeah. I do this? How do you do this? <laughs> and then you have an incredible co-op campaign as well yeah. where you where you play with um atlas and peabody i think those are the names atlas and peabody um i think those are the names of the the robots the little portal 2 atlas and peabody yeah peabody peabody um you have a amazing co-op campaign that can ruin relationships yeah yeah. (laughs) because uh have you ever played it have you ever played the co-op campaign with anybody like you're close to I um no i think i've only yeah i think a while it was a long time ago but yeah i remember playing it and it's like what what I think what you're uh, hinting at is like when you've played it for so long, but then someone else joins along and it, yeah. maybe they haven't played it as much. Yeah, they don't ex- like, know what the, exactly they do. And you're like, just yeah, yeah. put the portal over there, man. <laughs> just do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's so much fun. It's so yeah. Much fun. It's and like Portal 2 is a fantastic game. Like I yeah. it's hard for me to think of any negatives about it. But like, yeah. So for me, that is like sort of the pedestal I set up all games. Like I look at Portal 2 and go, okay, is is a game going to give me that sort of enjoyment? Am I going to get those mm-hmm. colorful characters, a solid story, uh, excellent gameplay? So that's sort of where I hold the standard up to. And like, um, and like it's going back to uh, God of War 2018. Oh, yeah. Like the main thing with God of War 2018, even though the combat is good, it's the combat that is preventing me from really going farther because I just don't like the combat, which is probably yeah. a weird thing to say about God of War. Um, <laughs> and like, 
and this is going to sound weird. If I, even if I love a story, if the gameplay is not working for me, then I can't keep playing the game. Now, like I, I was that. interested in Kratos and interested in, um, what's the boy's name? Boy. Oh, his son. The boy. 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 Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Boy. But like, I, I was interested in their story. So I just went on YouTube and watched videos. Like, cause like, I was just like, this is, I want to get the story and the gameplay is preventing, the gameplay is preventing me from getting just their story. Like, I just want to know what's going to happen. I want to know where they're going to end up. And so I spoiled all of God of War for me cause I just wanted the story. I didn't want to sit through hours and hours of gameplay just to get the full story yeah. where I could just watch it in like a five, six hour video exactly. <laughs> rather than spending the 40 hours that you needed for the whole campaign and stuff. So now exactly. But yeah, like they, for for like a bad game though, it's hard for me to say because God of War I don't think is a bad game. It's just a game not for me. Not for exactly. Uh, his son's name is Atreus. Atreus. That's right. I was gonna call it Astrid, but then I was like, no, Astrid. Astrid's not right. <laughs> no, uh, I get that. I get that. Um, it's the same way because I know I, I remember playing the God of War series on PlayStation Two, and I had fun with that, and I actually enjoyed it. It the the combat system was very much like just you know beat them up and you fight these bosses. Um, and so, um, cause yeah, cause I'm trying to think, I guess maybe for me, like the game that people love, it's just like that. I don't have a lot of fun with, even though I want to play the latest is we always bring it up every pocket Elden ring or like the dead Souls series, the, um, dark soul series. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't like, kind of like you, how I kind of relate to you in a sense when it comes to the dark soul series, like I don't see the story and like, if the story isn't grabbing me or mm-hmm. if there is none that's clearly visible, then it's like, well, why bother playing it? It seems yeah. more like you're just, you know, in this thing to see how far you can get or just say you made it this far in it. Because um, even something as simple as like Port- Portal, I think is a great example of a game that gave you the story, like give you the baseline, but then they had these hidden little subtle things like you hear those voicemails of yeah. Cave Johnson talking to the people in these infomercials and you're like, you slowly put together the pieces of like, other parts of the story and like the the world of it and you're like yeah. whoa you know and it, it makes it that much more amazing so um but yeah i'd say yeah dark souls to me it's like i want to be so into that game but like that series of games but man it's just the the combat for me and like having to deal with the difficulty sometimes yeah. you know just doesn't allow me to enjoy the the game yeah and i think that's a perfectly valid thing to you know i, I think that's a perfectly valid critique in a game like i think elden like so going off elden ring i've mentioned this many many times i think elden ring is an excellent game i think it's a yeah. fantastic game but yeah like the lack of story lack of character urgency for me is making me like yeah. well i don't like i need i need something to cling to yeah and like exactly. the, and the gameplay the gameplay is n- not enough for me to keep playing yeah it. Like I don't care about overcoming these challenges. Yeah. I find the I find the combat just cumbersome, pointlessly cumbersome for no reason at all, other than the fact that it's a challenge. And I'm just like, this is not how I want to consume a story in a game. This is not. The, there's the obstacles, and that's sort of like similar to my feelings with God of War. The the combat and the stuff just prevents me from fully enjoying and fully investing in this game. Where I do feel that God of War had urgency with your character, with the relationship between. Atreus and uh, Kratos there's not there's nothing of that like that in any Dark Souls game really you, like you get all the stuff through um, 
uh, lore. You get all the lore and stuff through like the items, like the items description mm. and stuff. And I like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. But I also, <laughs> I have no reason to sit there and read those descriptions. Like, yeah, because there's not any other urgency around me compelling me to do that. So it's like those games are hard to get into. Like yeah. games that I think that they're called immersive. They're, their names are now called immersive Sims, but it's uh, games okay. like Hitman. Uh, games oh, yeah. like Deus Ex, where you have you are you're exploring this like sandbox world almost not yeah. I guess not sandbox, but there's when I say sandbox, I mean like multiple like different paths you can take to okay. completing yeah. an objective and you get information through like little newsletters and stuff like that. And like you're watching the um, you're just watching like your tar target or go navigating through this world. Uh, Deus Ex has more of a story than Hitman does, I think. Yeah, um, I haven't. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what story there was for Hitman. Um, but um, yeah, but like their idea is the same, though, like you're getting story through little bits and pieces through the world. And I find that more interesting than just reading descriptions on an item, which I know is kind of weird because there's like virtually no difference. But like yeah. maybe it's also just like I'm more interested in the world of Hitman and the world of Deus Ex. But then yeah, there's also like actual stories kind of compelling you to go along Exactly. You know, to figure out I, what's what how to you know the next thing. Yeah. Deus Ex though. I love Deus Ex. <laughs> I think we lost track here. So No, no, so, it's fine. So, no, we went so into what, it. So we what so it. what so what is a good or bad game, Al? Say it now. Yeah. You you only have one answer. It better be the right answer. <laughs> Are you asking like for my personal Yeah, what like, is your personal it? opinion, top level thoughts? Ooh. What is a game that you think is good? What is a game that you think is bad? Oh man, I'm, I might upset some people. Um, I think a game that is good, man, because I, I would say I think it's a tie between two and they're very different games. Um, a good game, um, of course, I love Grand Theft Auto 3. It's probably one of my favorite games forever, even though you can't it's can't say Grand Theft Auto, you have to use something completely what? different. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say Half Life 2. I think that's oh, God, you stupid. a really no, good kidding. game. It's, <laughs> it's good. I love like, how dare you. I love how amazing game. Like that's a, that, that's another game that's great at giving you the story in pieces and you mm. kind of pick it up on the way. But anyway, um, Half-Life 2 is a great game. Mm -hmm. um, what do I think is a bad game? Oof. Uh, it's hard to think of a bad game, right? It is. It is hard to think of a bad game. I'm trying bad game. I'm trying to think of. I know what mine is going to be. Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to see if I can pull up like my. Let me see. I have a bunch of games on here. Oh no no no! That's more like a that's more like comic book based. I'm trying to think. I was gonna say Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring is a bad game. All right, we have it here, folks. Elden Ring is a bad game. I'm upset. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What the hell? Yeah. You don't know anything about gaming." No, um, Elden Ring is a bad fucking game. I'm trying to think of like yeah, it's it's. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Great game that I personally enjoyed that some people didn't. Um, Red, Red Red Dead Redemption Two really love that game. Oh yeah, Bioshock, Bioshock the first one. I love that game. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you hate that game. I was like, <laughs> this is the bad Bioshock's a bad game to you. It has one of the best freaking twists no, in a no, video no. game ever. Very, very I, I when when that twist happened, I was like, what? Would you kindly? The hell? Would you kindly would, tell me what's your least favorite? And it's like <laughs> echoing and just like, what? Oh, no. Would you Would you kindly? touch a duck what <laughs> you want me to do what what do you, you want me to do what ryan <laughs> touch a duck oh God. that's hilarious um but no but as far as like bad game i say i man it's i don't even know if it, the like to go back to what you're saying i don't know if bad 
game that term really exists it's more so a game that's not for me um you know for a person man to be honest as much as i want to play Elden Ring, i feel like the dark souls just is not a game for me you yeah know? I, th- and I think that's really what it comes down to on when yeah. it comes to like this idea of bad games i think it's more of taking the approach that the games are just not for you yeah. like i don't necessarily because pretty like it's hard to say objectively unless the game is just completely broken i think that is the only time you can say that a game is bad is if it's just broken like it's completely unplayable like you can't get any advancement in anything like i but even then maybe somebody out there will enjoy that experience that frustration of trying to get the game to work i don't know (laughs) but i can't think of a single game off the top of my head that has been that for me i've had Mm -hmm. games that frustrate the hell out of me trying to get them to work like older games on pc don't always work well um sometimes they can be hoops to jump through because if like if i want to say that deus ex the first deus ex that came out in 2000 2000 i believe um I have I have to jump through hoops to get that to work on my uh, Windows 11 PC these days because um, it just it's it has to do with like the resolution being kind of crappy and like yeah. all of the other stuff. And so I have to jump through hoops now to get it to work. But I still love that game. Like, yeah, it's still there's hoops to jump through. But, you know, um, but yeah, for me, uh, aside from Portal, because Portal is like my favorite game of all time, a game that I think is is a good game would be. Um, would be oh my god now i'm on the spot now i can't think of anything oh my god what am i doing um um can i pass no no <laughs> go back to me another good game no no i would say a game that i love um i mean this is a darling for everybody uh for just about everybody i know there are people that absolutely hate it and that's mass effect like i love mass effect. oh yeah like, yeah mass effect has everything that i want in a game it has an excellent story it has competent gameplay like um Mass Effect 1 shows its age, but yeah, like even with the legendary edition that came out last year, it shows it Mass Effect 1 arguably shows its age, but still a, an amazing time. It's still an amazing story. You have amazing characters that you can attach to. You have character urgency. Um, you have a reason to keep playing that game, keep going through the yeah. story. And then a game that I would say is just not for me, aside from God of War, aside from Dark Souls and stuff like that, uh, Zelda. Like, I don't, mm. I've not, I've never been, which is really weird because I love Tunic. I've fucking adore yeah, tunic i think yeah. i think it's because of the fox i'm gonna be real i think it's because of the fox <laughs> but like zelda's not for me i don't i don't find enjoyment in any of the zelda games like um ocarina of time was is fine you know people love ocarina of time people herald ocarina of time is the best game ever and then yeah. same with breath of the wild i'm I, breath of the wild is a whatever game to me like i i played it once and uh i played it for an hour and was like okay i don't need to keep playing this i have yeah. no interest in it like i just don't and that's yeah. been the way with me for every zelda game ever i don't think they're bad games by any means i just think they're not for me like because if you asked me to play them and review them breath of the wild would not be getting a 10 out of 10 for me it would probably be landing in like <laughs> a 7 out of 10 just because like i just mm-hmm. don't care for that kind of game which again is weird because i love tunic but granted, Tunic's a different kind of Zelda game. It's more of the classic Zelda game, but still, like, yeah. Same with Ocarina of Time. Like, I don't. It's it's a, it's I weird. Like, I know people are probably gonna be like, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> but it's like it is. It is what it is. Like, I've just never been into those types of like into Zelda. Same with Mario. Like, outside of Mario Kart, outside of Mario Strikers, I don't yeah. give a shit about Mario. I don't care at all. 
Like I Mario 64, that. I played Mario 64. I think Mario 64 is the only 3D Mario that I ever played. And then I've never played any of the 2D Marios. I've watched people play the 2D Marios. I've watched people play uh, Mario Galaxy and Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. But I've never played them myself because I know they're not my type of game, even if I play yeah, them. Because I'm going to play, I'm going to play them for an hour and be like, okay, I'm done. Never going to touch this again. <laughs> But like Mario Kart is fun because of like, you know, I enjoyed Mario Kart because of um, college. I enjoyed playing yeah. it in the lobby with you and Zach and all the other folks that we would play, play that with. So, yeah. And so no. that's my fun memory. I maybe I, if I didn't have that experience with Mario Kart, maybe I wouldn't be a fan of Mario now, you know, but I don't know. Maybe. I think there's a lot of factors that go into how people view games. And it's going to be different for every person. So I don't. Yeah. So I think like to answer this question of how do you define a good or bad game? I think it more comes down to the individual rather than just the objective or subjective because video games yeah. at the end of the day are going to be subjective for everybody. Because they're I think, art. Yeah, it's art. It is at its core art. And yeah. art is always going to be subjective. You're always going to have, you know, music that you're not going to like. You're going to have music that you're going to love. You're going to have film that you're going to love. You're going to have film that you're going to hate even even what is that fucking movie called that everybody says is a bad movie but then there's ironic love for it the room or whatever the hell is called. oh yeah the, the, the room yeah. yeah like everybody says with... it's a bad movie but then ironically everybody is also like i love this movie so it's like well yeah. if, if it's a bad movie then why do you love it because it's exactly. so bad it's good and it's like well then it's a good movie right because <laughs> yeah. like at that point <laughs> you just said it it's a good movie so it's like one of those things exactly. yeah so it, it's it's a weird complicated thing you know and I think people get hung up on wanting to be right instead of yeah. That's and I think that's, that's really what it and is. I think that's where all the toxicity and like this video game console war nonsense comes from. Is like this this desire to be right being my game. I'm right. My opinion is right. It's like no, you yeah. just have a different fucking opinion. Get over yourself, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Very kind of true. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I just said, I just I just talked for a long time. I apologize. No, no, no. You're fine. You actually said everything that that like I was thinking. I agree 100. percent And I think it's more so of, like I said. Everybody's going to have a different. They're going to gravitate to different things. It's just like you know, everybody gravitates to a different career. Everyone gravitates to different food that they like. Different, yeah. um, you know, sodas or just whatever. It's just you know, everybody finds their own little niche of things that they like to do. Yeah, and so, but we can all agree that grapefruit is disgusting, right? Oh yeah, I agree. Every universal Everybody at the screen. <laughs> grapefruit is the anyway. worst thing in the world and nobody needs to look at it or eat it or touch it. <laughs> Ugh. I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Right. Don't eat um, grapefruit. Don't eat grapefruit. Oh, wait, you need to do the you need to do the rigmarole. Yeah, right. Okay, go do the rigmarole. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for joining this week's episode of Respawn, please. If you're an audio listener, you can join us uh, live every Thursday at 7 o'clock U.S. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Respawn. Please, did we change it to, I forgot, did we change this one? Is respawn. it still Respawn Please? It's still Respawn Please right now. For right okay. now. Respawn Please, yeah. Um, or you can also watch the video version on YouTube, which is Respawn Please Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Um, you can find the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere that you can get podcasts. Um and uh, uh oh last thing sorry i forgot the other thing make sure you follow respawn please follow the podcast on instagram at respawn please podcast and on tiktok at respawn please podcast everywhere and thanks for uh joining us don't eat grapefruit <laughs>